Happy New Year and hoping that Christmas and New Year has been good to you. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I know a lot of people live in, in Houston because they like hot weather. Uh, but I like it cold every now and again. It just feels good, okay? So l- let it be cold for like two days, then we go back to 105-degree weather, all right? And so uh, we'll, be <coughs> we'll be good there. Uh, I, I want you to know that uh, this past Christmas, uh, I guess two weeks ago, uh, a lot of you helped us serve. Uh, right after service, we served a whole bunch of families and children, yeah, and provided Christmas for them. I wanted you to know that we served somewhere in the neighborhood of 33 to 34 families, representing about 115 kids for Christmas, being able to give them toys and letting them, uh, giving them, providing a, a way for them to have a great Christmas. We were actually giving toys up until the day before Christmas and people calling us and asking us, hey, do you have any more toys? We weren't able to make it. And we're like, well, if you make it up there, we'll make sure that we make Christmas happen for you and your family. And so... Uh, I want to say thank you so much for that uh, in, in serving and making Christmas happen, man, for so many different families. And so, in fact, the last family we served, this lady drove all the way from, pa- I don't know how she heard about us, but from Pasadena. Drove from Pasadena. She said, I will be there in 50 minutes. I'm like, girl, it's Houston traffic. It may be an hour and a half. And so she's like, I'll be there. And so we were able to provide Christmas for her as the last family. So that was a lot of fun. Anyways, hey, you may not know this. Uh, you probably won't uh, because you, didn't, you, you don't count your Sundays. But this is our 200th service uh, uh, for our church. Come on, would you give it up? Come on, 200. That's amazing. And it's, uh, it truly is a miracle. But when you start something from scratch and, and, and you get to celebrate your 200th service, uh, that's amazing. That's something to celebrate. I know at the end of this month, we'll be celebrating our four-year uh, birthday as a church. And so I'm telling you, God is faithful uh, indeed. And so also, hey, just next week, I want you to know and be reminded that we will be starting our, we're going to do a seven-day, seven days of prayer and fasting. So over the, starting, uh, we'll probably start it on Monday, but we'll talk about it on Sunday. We're going to go through seven days of fasting as a church. We typically do 21 days of prayer and fasting, but uh, last year we we did 21 days of prayer and fasting twice, and so I just kind of thought, you know, if I thought you would do 21 days, we might would do 21 days, but I kind of thought you wouldn't, so, and and I didn't really want to either, okay, so I was like, let's do, let's do something attainable, let's do something that's, our people will actually participate in, and so uh, we're going to do seven days of prayer and fasting starting next week, and uh, we'll give you more details, but we're going to do it a little bit different, and we're going to get on an app together, the Bible app, and, and do a devotion. It's just kind of a li- little bit more interactive for us and, and more community-driven as a church. And so that'll be next week. So I'd love to invite you to join with us uh, in fasting, praying and fasting next week. Listen, if there's ever a season that we need some prayer and some fasting, it, it's now. And I, I know it's, it's the new year, but, man, there's so many things in people's lives and people are hurting and, and people are going through things and, People, people got stuff, and I don't know about you, but I always love being able just to center myself around the Lord in the beginning of the year and say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you this time. I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, and I'm going to see you do great things. And, and I, not just hear my plans or not just here's what I want, but God, do what you want in my life. God, God, here, here's some things I got going on, but here's some goals I have. Here's some things I see, but, but God, you, you see it all. So, God, we pray you go before us and you would you'd make a way, and God, that you would be with us as a family and as a church, and, and so I'd love for you to be a part of that 
with us. Well, hey, we're going we're gonna to start this new year off right with a brand new series called Fresh Start. Everybody say Fresh Start. Come on, we're, we're going to start with a brand new series. I love Fresh Starts. Anybody love Fresh Starts? Come on, I love Fresh Cuts. Like, I just had to go, go get, my, get my mug all cut up this week because it, it has been a while since I had I'd gotten a haircut. And In fact, I'd actually got, I started going to a new place. I had a new stylist that was started cutting, up, cutting my hair because the last person was, was starting to Jack it up some, and not even jack my hair up, but he jacked up my wife's hair, my daughter's hair, a friend's hair, and I, it was just like, this is too much all at one time. I don't know what's going on. But I can't, you know, I got forgiveness and grace, but not with my hair. Hey. And so I was like, I'm going to get my hair done by somebody else. So uh, I love fresh starts. Maybe, maybe you're here today, and you're like, man, I would love for 2022 to be a fresh start kind of year. Anybody? Uh, I would love for 2022 just to be a fresh start in so many ways. You know, the new year, it's always, it's always a good time to make some changes, right? Like, we were gone most of, most of Christmas, the Christmas holiday. We were up in Dallas, and, uh, at least this past week. And, and so uh, we, we left our house a wreck. Like, it looked like Tornado Pierce had come through our house, and it was crazyville. We had clothes everywhere. We had presents everywhere. Christmas was all upright. And so, so finally, yesterday was kind of our first day to take really a good breath and say, hey, you know, we need to, we need to start, you know, taking down Christmas. Thank God we did because, man, the lights got taken down yesterday, and, you know, the wind came through last night, and it's freezing today. And and so we started taking down stuff and the taking down the tree finally and, and putting all the Christmas decorations up into the attic, right? And how many, anybody rearrange your attic over the last week or so? I did, okay? I was like, I can't handle this. I was like, I'm going to start rearranging my attic and making it more accessible. And, and, and so I said, babe, we need this. She's like, no. I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, trash it is. And so, so we started just re- I rearranging the attic a little bit. And then it was like, okay, great. Christmas decorations were up, but the house still looked like you know, like a war zone, right? We had, we had suitcases open in the middle of, uh, of, uh, of our house, and there was clothes everywhere from where we, we've been traveling in Dallas. And, and so it was just, it, it looked horrible. Like, I would never want anybody to even come to our house with how bad it was looking. So we're like, hey, kids, now it's time to go clean your room. Like, unpack your clothes, right? Unpack your suitcase, and, and let's get your suitcase, and let's get it put up. And, and so we started putting up our clothes, and we started rearranging rooms and started cleaning rooms. And then I took apart all the couch. We have a sectional. We took it apart, and we, we reset the rug and put it all back together. Like, I mean, we were re- rearranging so many things yesterday. Cleaning floors. Man, we were sweet, man. How many know, like, you, you never want to move your couch because you don't want to See what's under your couch? Whoa, our kids are so messy. <laughs> Man, I've, we found so much food and stuff underneath our couch. It was enough to, to, to take care of a family, small family of four. And so, anyways, it was wild. And Man, we started throwing stuff out. We're still throwing stuff out. Like, were anybody purge your closets over the past couple of weeks? Like, I'm like, hey, it's time to, like, throw stuff and give stuff away. Let's take it to Goodwill. If we don't wear it anymore, if I haven't worn it in a year, there's a good chance I'm not going to wear it again. And so I might as well throw that sucker into a trash bag, send it to Goodwill, and go buy me some more clothes. Come on. <laughs> right? Man, good stuff. I, I, I love 
fresh starts. And it, man, I, I, 2022, it's like, hey, let's let's give our house a fresh start. Man, we're talking about going to buy a table. We need a table because our table's janky. Man, we're like, hey, let's paint the inside of the house because we it, it just needs a fresh coat of paint. It just it needs a facelift. Let's give our house a fresh start. But I, I don't know about you, but when, when it comes to that new year, uh, we you get into a season of let's make New Year's resolutions. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions because you never keep them, right? Man, some of you already started going to the gym and already quit going to the gym. You're like, I'm good and I'm done. Like, I went one time. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. It hurts too bad. And so you're like, forget it. And so uh, you're like, we make these New Year's resolutions and we seem to never keep them. But I am about writing down goals and and, and saying, hey, what do we see for the year and and, and writing them down, and stats say that if you'll write your goals down, that most of the time they will be completed. Somewhere in that 70 to 80%, I believe, they say it'll get done, it'll get finished. It'll, you'll attain your goal if you just simply write it down. So some of you, over the next week or so, I encourage you, man, write some goals down that you have this year for yourself, for your family, for business, and, uh, and see, see, see how God uses that throughout the year. But it would be so nice at the beginning of every year that that the stuff that we didn't like or the stuff we didn't need or the stuff we didn't want, we could just like snap our fingers and then be gone. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing? You're just like the things that you don't like about yourself, boom, gone, different, changed. Ah, how you like me now, right? Like, wouldn't that be so good? But if you're like me, you know that's not how life works, Right? Whatever debt you incurred last year, rolled over to this year, right? Whatever addiction you might have, it, it, it's still with you. Bad habits that you have or wrong thoughts that go through your mind, they just don't go away. They stick with you. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, that he would sanctify you through and through sanctify just means becoming more like Jesus but may your whole spirit your soul and your body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ you see you and I were born with what the Bible says we were born with a sin nature a sin nature and and we're in constant conflict with what God is wanting to do in our hearts and our lives And this thing we call our sin nature. And it's all because of Adam and Eve. If you want to blame anybody for the internal conflict that you feel, you just go back to Genesis and you read Adam and Eve and you blame them. It's their fault. It's because of them and their disobedience to God and in the garden that you and I that were born apart from God. And therefore we have this desire to please ourselves. But when we make a fresh start, the Bible tells us that we're born again. The Bible says, uses this word, maybe saved. In John 3, Jesus, he declares this. He says, I tell you the truth that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is, say that word with me, born again, right? Nobody can see the kingdom of God. Nobody can make heaven. Jesus was saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. He says later on in this, in this book, he says, says, hey, it's me. It's through me that you are born again and if you're born again or you're saved you know that there's still struggles that you deal with 
right? If you've given your life to Jesus or and you've been living for him for any amount of time, whether it's been one day, one week, or ten years, or however long, you know that troubles just don't simply go away. It just means that you don't have to go through your struggles and troubles alone. you got Jesus that will walk with you through it all, and that makes all the difference in the world. Can I get an amen? Galatians 5.17 says this is for the simple nature. Desires what is contrary. Yes, Lord. Was that the roof? <laughs> Me neither. That's why we, we lease this place, man. Keep us afloat. Let's go. Um, Let's go back to 517. Sorry, distracted me. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. You ever been there before? Like, man, I don't want to do this, but I keep on doing this, right? I don't want to yell at the people down the road, but I keep on yelling at people on the road. I don't want to look bad upon, upon people that... They don't, they don't cut their grass very often, but I still judge them. Like, like I don't want to, but I do. So how do we get this fresh start that we're looking for? How does God bring this change? And when I think about how God has changed me and the changes that he brings about, I kind of come to these three things. Now, I think these three things are some of the most important things that have shaped me and changed me, been change agents in my life. And the first one is this is God's word. Everybody say God's word. God's word. Man, if we're talking about a fresh start, man, we need God's word. You need God's word. Everybody say, I need God's word. I need God's word. That's right. The Bible is God's word to us. It's the ultimate authority for your life and for our lives to live a godly life. It's what we go to. It's the greatest tool that God has given us to bring change in our lives. If you're looking for change this year, then I, I would suggest that you find yourselves in God's word. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will so first we offer ourselves to God and we make this fresh start with them we say God come into my life be my Lord and and be my Savior and then as the scripture goes on we secondly we just as soon as we offer our lives to him we begin to sense that God wants us to live in a new way do you know that God wants to change you that that, that you're not meant to stay the same when you give your life to Jesus that the Bible says that the, the, old shall, the, the old shall become new, that there, there is a, a newness, there's a sanctification, there's a sanctifying process that we just read about that, that God uses in our lives to become more and more like him. He doesn't want you to be the same. In fact, when you give your life to Jesus, you shouldn't be the same. And third, we, we start to see these changes come as our minds change, as the renewing of our minds, and then we begin to know and we begin to walk in this will or God's will for our lives. We don't have to question it. We don't have to wonder. We, we know. This is where I want you to focus for a second is the renewing of our minds. You see, our lives are transformed when we renew our mind. Your life is transformed 
when you renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? You find yourself in God's word. See, what we put in our mind is, is so important because it determines what comes out. Right. What you put in is what you get out. Right. And we find it in other areas of our lives and the results show up in our words and how we treat each other. Right. Our, the results come out in our feelings and in our actions, in our attitudes. Right. Just kind of take an inventory of your life over the past 30 days. Things that you're like, oh, shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, man, I don't know about that. Or, man, my attitude was completely off here. Well, what are the things that have fueled that that caused those things to be the, the action that comes out or comes forth, right? What are you putting in and what are you getting out? Ephesians 4.23 says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. How many need a new attitude this morning? Come on, I know it's the new year. Some of you need a new attitude. You're like, I, I love it. It's a fresh start. No, I got a fresh start today. My attitude's great. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. And if you're not happy with what's coming out, let's take a look at what we're putting in. I mean, what are you listening to on the radio on the way to work? Like when you're on your way to work, like what is it? What, what talk radio or, 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 or what, what, what are you putting in that is fueling the inside of you, or if you work from home, because so many people work from home, like what what news outlet are you watching throughout the day? Like I have a bad habit of, of turning on the news and just letting it play all day. Like I, I don't know about you, but that's not a good idea. Like when you when, when when you start when you start having attitudes come out, you're like, oh, it's because I've been playing this all day. Like maybe I should change that or just turn it off. Right? What are you watching on TV before you go to bed? Like these are some things that affect us, and there, there's a TV show still going on. Uh, is uh, this is us? Anybody, anybody watch that or have watched that? Right? And uh, man, I we used to watch. There's just been a, a years ago or a few years ago. We we would we watched this show a lot for our first few seasons, and we really like it. It's not necessarily a bad show, but uh, it's so deep. <laughs> like it's heavy. And so, like, every time you watch it, like, every week, you're like, you watch it, and you, you leave depressed. And you're like, let's go to bed. <laughs> you wake up, and you're like, why am I so depressed all the time? Well, it's because you're watching this show. Like, it's, it's, like, awful. And so, you're like, so we're like, we, can, like, we, don't, need, we, don't, we don't need to watch this. Not that because it's a bad show, but just because we're always depressed watching it. And so we're like, man, we don't, we don't need this, like, done, you know. So we stopped watching it. Uh, what kind of conversations are you having with your friends? Are there, are there conversations that lift you up? Are there conversations that, that are helping you towards a desired goal? Uh, what are they? Because renewing our minds is, is the key to experiencing a life filled with freedom, wholeness, and the peace that God intends for us. Renewing your mind, changing the way that you think, it gets you to the place of freedom, wholeness, and peace that God desires you to live in. I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me. Peace, wholeness, and freedom. I'll take that. Anybody take that? Freedom, wholeness, and peace. So you, you take some of that? Freedom, wholeness, and peace. You're like, I'll take that. Like, and, and then I'll take, can I get a side of that too? Like, come on, just give me some, give me some leftovers of that. I'll tell, how many have some leftovers for like Christmas? You, you, right? you, you, you made whatever Christmas dinner was, and then like three days later, you're still eating whatever Christmas dinner was. And so... Uh, I will take some freedom, wholeness, and peace that he intends for our lives. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive. Everybody say alive and say powerful. That's right. For the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You want God to, to do some, some surgery on your life? Just begin to find yourself in his word and he will begin to speak to you and will begin to change you. Do you know that you're not able to change yourself? That you're, not, you're, you're really not that good? I'm not that good to be able to change myself. Like, oh, you, you may be able to, like, change your diet. Like, okay. And, and, and maybe change the way you look a little bit. That's cool. Uh, but really deep down inside, it's the power that God gives us and does the changing for us. He gives us the will. Now, we have to do it. It's just not like we stand there and God just does it. And we just, you know, we're like, oh, look at this. I'm different. No, it's like we got some work to do, right? But, but you don't have the power on your own to change yourself, that we need God. And we find that to start by reading his word. The second thing that really has changed my life is God's word, but also God's people. Ever say God's people. I'm telling you, my life is, has been changed because of the people God's brought into my life. There's, there's, there's seasons. I can, I can go to every season that I've walked through and been in that, that my life was, was better because of the people God brought in my life. And there's been moments where I needed some people really seriously, not, not, just, not just let's go hang out, but I needed some people to talk to. I needed some people I could lean on. I needed some people that I could cry with. I needed some people that I could, I, I could say, hey, this is going on, and I, I don't know how, to, how else to, to do it without talking to somebody. And I'm better because of God's people and the people he's brought in my life. And I believe that one of the most important things we can do is open up our lives to the right people. You ever opened your, your life up to the wrong people? <laughs> like I think we probably, oh, it's a learning process, right? That's a lifelong process, I think. Um, but, but the longer you live, hopefully the better we get at opening our lives up to the right people. And when we do, we can allow them to teach us, to encourage us, to give us advice. Listen, don't ever get, no, never get too seasoned in life. Or too far in life that you never find yourself able to be corrected or given advice or helped along the way. There's always people that God will put in your life to help you. And I believe our lives will be better for it. You need this. I need this. It's a must. This, this is a must for your life. You need some people in your life that will do those things, will encourage you, will give you advice, will, will be able to help see your life and say, when you start going down the wrong path, that they'll be in your life and have the influence and the, uh, the authority, the accountability in your life that says, hey, I see you, let's turn around. Turn around, don't drown, right? Like you're, you're fixing to go down a path you don't want to go down. And so uh, we need the right people in our lives. And I, I get it, you can't open your life to everyone. But it's, it's important that you find a couple people that you can. You need a few people that you can talk through things, that you can trust, that you can confide in. Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another. One of the biggest mistakes I've seen people make is insulating themselves from other people. Like, if anybody gets it, I get it. Like, I've been there. I know. I know what it's like to get hurt by somebody. 
And, and the moment you get hurt, you say things like this. I'll never let someone else hurt me again like that. Or I'm never going to open up to somebody. Or I'm only going to trust somebody so far because I don't want to get hurt. But that is such a horrible way to have to live your life. Always in fear of somebody hurting you or always in fear of some who, who's the next person that's going to stab me in the back like like that's such a, a a crazy way to live but a lot of us if we're being honest we live that way and we, we we live insulated and we build walls and and it's out of fear of getting hurt or fear of finding out or other people finding out our secrets i get it but we've got to have god's people we got to have the right people that are in our lives that we can share stuff with that we trust and will help us. So God's word has is, is totally changed my life. God's people have as well, but also his voice. God's voice. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is our shepherd and that you and I, we're his sheep. And it says in John 10, it says, his sheep follow him because they know his voice. How, how many, how many you, you remember being a kid? And, and you knew your, your, your dad's voice. You know what I'm talking about? Like for me, I'd be playing outside, and the rule, the rule was when the, when the street light comes on, you better be inside. Like if you're not inside within like a couple minutes, like it's bad news bears, right? And so my dad had this whistle that you could hear like four football fields long, right? And so he would whistle, and I'd be like, oh, no, that's not good, right? I, I knew the whistle. I didn't even have to hear his voice. I knew the whistle I knew the tone of it. I knew the cadence. I knew the rhythm. And I knew when it, when it, I could be a street or two over and still hear this whistle and be like, oh, I'm in trouble. Or, oh, I better get home quick. Like, like I knew. And, and Jesus is saying that his sheep, they follow him because we know his voice. And God's voice, it, it's not scary. It's not mystical. I think sometimes we, we think of, of God's voice in like a movie maybe we've seen. Uh, and it's like, John, what are you doing? <sighs> and we're like, no, it's not, 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 not Darth Vader. I guess not God. And so like, we, get, we get confused of what, what God's voice is really like. Or we think it's Morgan Freeman, although that would be a really cool uh, voice of God had that voice. And um, but it's just like God's voice isn't mystical or crazy or anything. It's just it, it will sound natural or normal to you. He speaks to us by his Holy Spirit. That's how God speaks. God speaks to you. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And that's how we hear the voice of the Lord. And sometimes it might feel like a whisper. And other times it, it may be a sense of conviction in our lives of like what we're supposed to do or what we're not supposed to do. Have you ever had like that gut feeling like, man, I'm supposed to do this or, or ooh, I don't, I, I don't know about this. You, you kind of press pause on a decision for a moment because you're like, I'm not entirely sure that this is what God wants me to do in this. Remember that his voice will always lead you to a place of peace. That when he's speaking to you, when, when he's leading you and he's guiding you, he's, he's taking you to a place of, of peace. So that when you make the decision, you will, you, you will feel this peace that says, hey, this is going to be all right. 
sometimes in those moments of uncertainty, we've all been there. Maybe you're here and you didn't know you're there today. But in those moments of uncertainty, it's that peace that settles in. And when you're not sure or able to tell of God's voice, what he's speaking. Have you ever been, have you been like, man, is it God, is that you? Have you ever thought that before? Like, God, are you speaking to me? God, is it, um, uh, what are you doing inside of me? Like, what? God, you see this decision that needs to be made, but I'm really not for sure. Have you, ever, have you ever questioned God before anybody? Have you ever thought, well, what do I do now? Like, I don't know if that's his voice or not. I don't know if that's pizza from last night or like, well, like, what is it? Well, when, when we're not sure that if it's God's voice or not, that's when God has put his people in your life for you to go to, to help you give you godly counsel. Hey, hey, John, I got, I got, I got this decision to make, and I'm not really for sure, but I'd love, I feel like this is the Lord, but I'm not entirely for sure, and I just want to make the right decision. I've been praying about it, thinking about it, and I just don't know. Would, would you help me kind of navigate this? And so you have a friend like that that you can go to and talk to, and you, and you begin just to kind of navigate the situation, and you begin to talk about it, and, and, and John, being a godly person, would be either be able to help steer you left or right, or if he doesn't know, he'll say, look, man, I don't really know. Let's pray about it together. The Bible says where two or three are gathered, there he is. Can I tell you, praying, praying for other people is so much powerful than we realize. The lady that came and picked up her toys for her kids came up here and met her, and uh, we got her toys, and I walked walked them out to her car, and I said, hey, can I just pray for you? Oh, she was like, oh, I love it. And I just began to pray for her. Nothing crazy, nothing loud, nothing, you know, just, just, just a nice prayer. And just tears began to flow from her eyes. You can see God just beginning to touch her heart and soften her heart, and God just doing some things in this lady else could do it's amazing what happens when we'll, when we'll step out and we'll pray for one another but sometimes his voice is hard to discern sometimes even when you have the right people in your life maybe you're not still for sure or maybe somebody tells you to do something and you're still not for sure and you go to God's word because listen if anybody tells you anything else against God's word it's not God like God's word is the final authority like if you need to go to anything if you need to, to, to what is the final answer what what am I going to do God what is it and I'm telling you you go to God's word and God will reveal it he will show it to you in and through his word if you're asking for advice whether to jump into a, 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 a crazy fast winding river with no life jacket on, somebody says, do it, and you're like, ooh, I don't know about that. That sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> like, we go to his word. We say, God, where are you at in this? You're about to make a, a really important life decision. God, where are you at in this? His word is there to be the ultimate guide in our lives. 
Some people will tell you to do crazy things. But I'm telling you, if you feel or you hear somebody else tell you to do something that is contrary to God's word, it is not God. It's not God's word. It's not his voice. God's voice, his, him speaking will never be contrary to his word. Our God will not contradict himself. Spiritual freedom and spiritual maturity that comes as we allow God to change and transform our lives through his word, through his people, and through his voice. This year, I pray that it would be a year that, that we grow spiritually together. We're going to start next week and doing seven days of prayer. Man, let that be a time where we spiritually grow together, where we where we dive in together, where we we, we take a step closer to Jesus. We we talk about our three promises that, that hey, you can start where you're at. That no matter no matter who you are, where you are, what you came in with today, that you can always start where you're at. What a great time to start where you're at. It's 2022. It's a brand new year. Can't even believe it. We can say it's tw- the year 2022. It's crazy. But it's a it's it's a new year. Like let's start fresh. Let's let's start where we're at and let's start moving forward. Let's always be moving forward, taking steps closer to Jesus, becoming more like Him. And being confident of this, Paul said, that He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident in this, some of you need to be confident in what God has put inside of you, what he's got you doing, what, what he's put on, what, what, what the mission is of your heart and your life. Being confident in this, not in you, not yourself, but being confident in who he is, in the peace that lives and dwells on the inside of you. I'll be confident in that. Let that steer me. Let that guide me. He's began a good work, and he'll continue to do a good work in me. You know, we, um, I told you we, we had been gone a lot for Christmas, and we had been, began to clean a lot. Well, months ago, probably August, September time frame, uh, I was sitting on the couch, and AirPods had fallen out of my pocket or I set them down, I don't know. But I couldn't find them. Like they were gone. Like how many know I mean got those couches like when it goes through the crack, it just goes into an abyss. You're like, I don't know where it's at. Like I don't know. Like I put up like, you know, I did what every, you know, everybody else would have done. Like you stick your hands, you know, through it, through it in the back. There's nothing. You recline it. You look at it. You lift it up. You put it down. Like, like you can't. Like, I couldn't find it. And I just kind of was. I just kind of said, "Hey, I'm, I'm just gonna consider it lost." And I was like, I actually, I blamed Bria. I was like, Bria, like, what'd you do with my AirPods? And uh, she was like, Dad, I didn't touch them. I'm like, Yes, you did. She's like, No, I didn't. <laughs> so I'm like, Okay, well, where are they at? She's like, Dad, I don't know. You must have lost them. So I just kind of chalked it up as I lost them. Like, I don't know. I, I think they're there, but I don't. Maybe it was somewhere else I lost them. So we're cleaning the house, and I, um, I take our our sectional apart. I mean, we're moving it all, resetting the rug, vacuuming underneath the couch, uh, so it can be clean for at least a few days, right? And uh, and the couch that I remember, the, the couch, the part of the couch that I was sitting in when I lost my AirPods, 
has this, I guess when it's apart, it has this, this peace that you don't see unless it's apart from the, the peace that's it's next to. And I was like, I was like, oh, so I wonder, you know, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll look in there. I'm getting ready to put it all back together. Might as well look. And I looked through this hole see my airpods <laughs> just sitting right there in this little cubby and i was like oh my yeah yeah i was like yay <laughs> go god <laughs> so thankful for your voice <laughs> you you lead me and you guide me and so i was like it's like there it is my air my airpods are there and so i was like oh my goodness i don't get bria she's gonna be so excited that i found my airpods I was like, hey, hey, can you see if you see anything underneath there? And she looked, she was like, oh, my God, it's that. You found your AirPods. I was like, I know. It was like the best Christmas present ever. And so I was like, this is great. And then the craziest thing was is that they still worked. Like they've been in their case for four or five months, not touched, not used, and they weren't dead yet. Like I still, I took them out of the case and there was like, you still have 21%. I was like, oh, this is great. They still work. I don't have to charge them for another day or two. This is amazing. It's amazing what you can find when you do some deep cleaning in your house. And I just begin to think that some of you maybe feel like my AirPods. You feel lost. You feel forgotten about. You feel like nobody knows you feel like nobody cares you just lost in a couch to stay there forever and I want you to know today that you're not lost that you're not forgotten God's not forgotten about you you may even feel today that you have no worth or you feel like man, man I'm just dead I'm just worn out but man, my AirPods, they still had a charge to them. They still had some life left in them. And I want you to know that if you're here today, there's still life in you. There's still some things that God wants to do inside of you. And you're not done, and God's not done with you. Hey, we're going to start fresh this year. It's our fresh start. Come on, say it's a fresh start. Come on, it's a fresh start this year. It's 2022. Man, I'm just declaring that in our lives, in our church, that, that God's going to do some great things, not just in your life and in your family. But man, there's people that we don't even know yet they are going to be walking into this place, that their lives are going to be changed and transformed forever. I believe it. I just want you to know that you're, you're not dead, that, that you're still alive this morning. Come on, if you're breathing, there's purpose inside of you. There's things that God wants to do. If you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to give you an opportunity today for a fresh start. To say yes to Jesus. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's it's saying yes to to, to Jesus. I will trust in you. Maybe it's Jesus, I will obey. Maybe it's, it's Jesus, I'm going to listen to you more this year. I'm going to trust your voice more. I, maybe you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus or you're not, you're not saved or born again. And you would, you, you want to be born again. You want to start fresh. You want to start living your life in this newness that God is, desires for you to live in. 
Pastor Welby, I need a fresh start. I want, I want to pray for you. Come on, you say, I need a fresh start. Would you raise your hand in this place? You say, I, I just need a fresh start. Yeah, I just need, I need, a, I need a fresh attitude. I, I need, I need a, a, a fresh outlook on life. I, I just need a fresh start with me and the Lord. If, if that's you, just raise your hand. Come on, one, two, three, raise your hand. Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah, all across this place, yeah. Just need a fresh start. stand up with me. Why don't you stand up? Why don't you lift your hands to heaven? Come on in. As I pray, just I just invite you to, to lift your voice as well and for you to pray and for you to begin to talk to the Lord and for you to begin to hear his voice for a moment. God, we 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 love you and we we thank you that you've brought us to a another year. God, a new year. And here we are on January 2nd of 2022. God, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, for a fresh start for our lives, God. Lord, that, that the, the transforming power of your Holy Spirit, that you would do something in us that we cannot do for ourselves, God. I pray, Lord, for fresh attitudes, God, for fresh outlooks, God. I pray that you would that you would do do something in us, God. Lord, I pray that you would you would show us and prove yourself faithful. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that we would trust in you in a new way, God. Lord, I pray that you would save us and transform us and, and make us more like you. Let us trust in you, Jesus. anybody that feels lost or broken today or forgotten about, Lord, let us be reminded that we're not, that we're not forgotten, that we're not lost, that today you have found us, that today we've been redeemed by the power of Jesus. Lord, we're believing that you would, that you'll do great things in and through our lives this year. Lord, let it be. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen. Come on, y'all give Jesus a round of applause. Come on, y'all give it up for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, this is how we're going to how we're gonna leave today. We just, we're we're going to give you a chance to respond to the Lord by giving. And so there's, there's a couple of easy ways that you can give. You can always give right here in service. Uh, and then you can also give through our website, myhoperising.co at the end of our service a lot just as a way of responding to him so we're we're not going to have the ushers come forward today but we're going to give you a chance just to give if you want to give in service there's a there's the bucket the offering bucket is in the back there in the corner uh you can fill out an offering envelope uh and put your name on it and we'll take care of that or you can always give online but i want to say thank you so much for your generosity and man i'm telling you this is going to be a great year we're going to continue to change see people's lives changed by the power of jesus amen Amen. Let's pray one more time as we give and respond. And, and that's how we're going to leave the day and, and, and respond to him. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Lord, pray you bless your people. Bless, bless, Lord, our coming and our going, God. Bless, Lord, our finances. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would it would be shaken down, pressed together, and running over, God. Lord, we would have room to contain it, God. Let it be a year of overflow. Let it be a year of blessing, Lord, in our finances. I pray you bless your people. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen, amen, amen. Hey, we love you. Happy New Year. You can give as you go as you leave the day. Stay safe, stay warm. We'll see you next Sunday.